Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Jake and Dexterity Box with you today to go over all the Sheffield Wednesday news and things about the week. But obviously, before we do every podcast, there's a little bit of a ramble because that is very much part of the Talking Wednesday podcast. And that starts with, hello, Jake. How have you been? How's your week been? I've been good. I've been getting a lot of things sorted uh, behind the scenes. Um, I've got a new toy at the weekend to play with, uh, audio equipment, so it's really nice. I've really been enjoying doing that. And today was weird because my little one started school, so it's been quiet and having a dog walk around the house trying to find his little human has been funny because he's just been walking around going, where's she gone? Is she coming back? How'd she find, been, how'd she, 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 uh, she's obviously back now time of filming this is she she yeah. found it all right yeah she enjoyed it uh she kept, it was it was funny watching her going oh mild and then we picked up and she was just zombified <laughs> all of them who came out looked like they've seen stuff, stuff today but it's the <laughs> first long day they've had and they just look so deflated like i was happy to go to school and happy to go but she's massively enjoyed it but it It'll take a... Was it was it parents drop off day today then? So you sort yeah. of went in with him for the first. No time. no 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 no. Just drop off. Just drop off. Okay. Yeah. Um, we already did like a visit before the schools uh, broke up, and she'd gone in there like Doctor Water. She's fine. See she's you later. Done. Don't need yeah. you anymore. Bye. To be, to be fair, the the nice thing for our laugh was uh she actually got a cuddle and a kick goodbye and stuff when she was at nursery the first time she went into nursery she just didn't even do that turned away and she was like see ya bye <laughs> but went in said hello to her friends and stood at, stood at the waving window and just it was really nice but it's been a weird day because it's been quiet and we've had her for seven weeks so it's been odd in the house but i've now got a lift of stuff where i'm like Right, I can plan this, I can do this. I'm trying to get the house in a little bit of a better order for when winter comes so I'm not losing as much heat out my house uh, because there are bits from previous owners which I want to fix. <laughs> yeah, no, I get Before you, man. It it's, it, I'm sure everybody's talking about it at the minute, but it's scary, isn't it? It's like oh, we, we, so. we get, we're getting left behind by the world because we're one of the only countries not doing anything about it. And yeah, and it's probably not going to get any. Probably not going to get any better considering who come in. No, nah, let's let's just we'll leave politics. Uh, my, I'm not going to get political on this podcast because no. we're not here for that. But like, no. my my pretty much my generation has been politically dystopian. It's been mm. there's, there's not been much to to enjoy really. So unfortunately, it's a literal winter. Um, my week. Right, so when did we last podcast? We actually podcast on time. It's been a whole week, hasn't it? Yes. All right. All right. I've still uh, I've still been close to death door. I'm actually going to try and see why I'm close to death door at some point, but I'm uh, picking my I'm picking the, myself I, back up. I'm going to you the doctors. Know. I might have to speak to the doctor at some point, I assume. Probably go actually am I all right? We'll see. Um, yeah. And then he'll go, "No. Please stop." <laughs> Living on fumes, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm sort of getting back into the full swing of everything now. I've mm. obviously been working for a couple of weeks because I took a little bit of time off at the start of August, as we are aware, and I've been having little breaks over there in the heat waves and stuff, and I, I timed it quite nice. But um, yeah. now it's sort of like 
it's still hot and i'm i'm it's re- it was really hot today it was stupidly hot today it was weird like i've never got, known september be that warm i got back in my car after work and it was like 27 degrees i was like what is this what <laughs> is, is this, this? normal this, this was meant to stop i know i know it obviously it collected heat over the day but i wasn't um, to be fair we we didn't sleep very well because we had a massive uh thunder and lightning storm here um it was from what i was told it was spectacular because i'm not I gonna sl- be stupid and look out the window <laughs> i have done i have done that in the past though go oh look thunder lightning i've gone, gone. and i, I come to what happens Oh, lucky. <laughs> yeah, I just completely slept. I didn't even know, and I was like, oh. I just I just completely slept through it. Yeah. I know Which I don't understand week, why. You were talking about you were playing seven days seven day to die? Yeah. I've been playing Escape Tarkov. All right. Oh, so fun. And a bit Do of Daisy. Tell. I've been, been really enjoying like the survival thing. And the, the thing that I loved about it is that I made a lot of new friends out of doing it. And it's weird because you speak to people in video games and sometimes they become really close friends or you just go away. And these lot just come with a good load of people we start gaming with uh, to the point where you'll just get a message in Discord going, who playing this game today? And you go, I will. And then you have a good conversation. Like, I've got a really good mate now who's in America. Uh, in America, well, he's from America, but lives in Germany. Right, okay. He's Air Force. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. So, I uh, I don't I wish I had time for that now. Like gaming time is it's very difficult to get social with my mates. And it, what's quite annoying I've noticed about the modern gaming boomer incoming is like there'll be a server issue or something when you do actually have a couple of hours yeah. to play and that's so annoying because the yeah. one thing we found with them at the minute we're struggling with the 7 days to die servers. So mm. we've kind of had to sack that off. I don't know if I've changed internet but well, I stopped playing the European servers immediately because uh, they were just, not the European, UK server, because it was just awful. Like, some of this game, it's really good to have just the exploration and just to have a bit of a chill and walk around, and then if you need to kill someone, you kill them. On the UK server, it's just like, no, I this is a different version Cod. That, 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 oh, the, no, it's the, a bad word. Yeah, the luckily the thing is we have, uh, we we don't, Montage this completely sort of like there's nothing that gets said that's yeah. bad but i don't know what they're like on that word anymore i guess we'll find mm. out i guess yeah, we'll find out that. with the automatic filters that's all right but it's that's, been that's one of why, those interesting that's ones. why people talk when they're talking about yeah. that, that unaliving someone's self yeah. that's what they that's why they say that because you're like yeah. why have you said that and it's because they they talk yep. around that it's weird. It is weird that you can't use certain words. But yeah. YouTube in their ways. Indeed. Shall we? Even uh, you, might, you might be able to have copyright music on YouTube. I'm going to get... Right, before we get into this now, I need to get into my old man boomer thing. Right. Here we go. I don't know if it's you I was talking... No, it definitely wasn't. I was sat looking at tiktok and looking at the way and everybody uses copyright music and the copyright law is just as somebody who sat in music lectures about copyright music it just yeah. it's i stand there and i just cringe i'm like yeah how is it such a wild west because tiktok's just made it the wild west with mm. copyrighted music yeah it's 
horrific and YouTube's doing it with the shorts. God knows where it's that gonna... money's actually going to. Because like I know some people have sampled my music. Mm. Um I, I, and it says like it's not even been claimed by the company that collect me. There's some companies out there that are just you know. Yeah. Well, it's going to be even worse on Twitch soon because you're able to live stream on Twitch and TikTok at the same time. It's very odd. Yes. However, having said that, I am starting a music TikTok, so um, watch this hey. space. So it's been bug uh, just bu been bugging me about it for quite some time, and I did say I was going to do one, but um, Fair enough. yeah. It won't be anything this channel related, but I will do a little bit of a bit of a sing TikTok. Why not? Let's. Um, I will try not to be as cringy as the Vine-like people that I see on. Because that's the thing. I, I open up TikTok really for like five seconds. Now. Vine. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> "What are you doing, mate?" <laughs> this got bullied out of me, right? <laughs> and I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, but you're going through it like what? I had caught myself like scrolling through Instagram reels and going, I could be doing so much more than this. Well, that's what I just find. It's like, it takes so little brain power and you kind of get into that scroll of what am I watching? What am I watching? And then you see those bigger channels that come through and you mm. see they've got like 200, 300K and young people. I know this, this is really old man shaking his fist yeah. in the sky, but the young impressionable like, you know, 12 to 16-year-olds looking at that, thinking that's how they should be speaking. I know some somebody who's done, done YouTube shorts and he'd been doing it for about six months and he says, is this good analytics? And I looked at it, he's like, yeah, it says you've done a million views in like 28 days. Yeah, that's very good. But that's because mm. it's on the continuous loop. People just see it, scroll off, see it, scroll off. That's why they do well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, let's get into the Sheffield Wednesday yes. part of the Talkie Wednesday podcast. <laughs> Happy birthday, 155 years to be exact. On the September the 4th, it passed over and Sheffield Wednesday are now 155 years old. So happy birthday. Let's stay away from the cakes. I was about we? to say that, yes. No cake ball. I don't really. I, I did like doing the boomer rant at the start because I really don't really want to talk about Sheffield Wednesday this week, Jake. We've no. kind of got to. It's kind of what we do here, but it starts amazingly well with Bradford City <laughs> and the Pizza Cup. And do you want to talk us through this one, Jake? Uh, not really, but I will do. Um, we started nervously, and I don't know why. It was weird, and. You look at the team, you're thinking, right, we can do something here. Uh, Alex Hunt's last game as well, we'll talk about that later. But you're watching it and you're seeing it. But they just play some very good football and caught a flat-footed. Really, the annoying thing is, for their first goal, you could see it because the young defender was just backing off, backing off and not putting his foot through it. He puts his foot through, he probably blocks it. Great goal. We get a penalty. Michael Smith gets his first goal of the season, which is fantastic. And you're thinking, right, 1-1, one, one, let's go into the... But we just weren't very good. We were not that good. You could tell it was a young team, and I'll give the benefit of the doubt. When we brought on the subs, it changed it. it the thing started to move a little bit better. Wilk's still not there yet, as a thing, but it wasn't a great game. And then when they got the second, you were like, right, okay, we're done. And then the third was just poor defending all around. It was just really bad, no communication at the back. And the problem what? is... Let's talk oh. about the youth. Actually, let's finish the sentence and then I'll carry on. 
Come. The problem with the communication at the back, you had some pros in there and some youth. And the problem is, if you're going to do that, you need to have a very good experience uh, defender at the side of you to get it and, through. And, and talking yeah, about experience like here, this is, what, this is where I'm linking. I was looking for a link. Thank you. Right. We started the team with Dawson in net, and then we had Agbon Toma, Iorfa, and Reese James. So they were the back three. They were playing. Yeah. So Reese James was playing left side of a back three, and then you had Jaden Brown left wing back, Jack Hunt right wing back. Okay, so defensively, that's obviously not not our first no. first choice there. Which you understand. It's a little bit odd, Reese James going at the the centre back position there. That was a bit of an odd one. But Bradford in the cup, you think, oh maybe, maybe okay. Um, he wasn't great there either. You can tell no, he doesn't play there. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the midfield three even Volks in this, and then you've got Alex Hunt on one side and Mayan on the other side. What's Mayan doing in the midfield? He's not a midfielder; he's a winger. And then you had obviously Smith and Patterson up front. It was it was a cup side, but you look at that side on paper and you go, "Ee, mm, it's not great, is it?" You're thinking you want to see a little bit more. Even I get experimenting with the team a little bit but that just did not work full stop and yeah. we and we didn't is, really have we did we didn't really have the team on the bench to change it up too much because we obviously we brought Wilkes on but we brought like Davidson Glover Galvin on as yeah. well as well as Mark McGuinness so I, I, I don't like this cup Jake I nope. don't like I, it I, it, I want the cup grapping I think it's it, pointless it's for for well, I, no, I disagree with that. Actually, for us, it's pointless. But for I, some clubs, it's the only cup they'll ever. It's the win. only cup, but also I don't understand why putting under twenty ones in there kind of thing from other clubs because that's ridiculous. Right? That's the bit I don't like. If you're gonna yeah. have it, have it as a proper competition with the full teams. Why don't they do like? Why don't they literally just do like a? make it a League 1 and League 2 and maybe even the National League that's just like a cup competition there I'd like that because could you imagine getting Wrexham even though their owners were in Sheffield they were one of their owners it'd just be nice to see you know some actual variety to it and and not just a a run out for Premier League clubs younger players it doesn't fill you with confidence does it Bradford were good for it. Cup. They had 17 shots, yeah. five on target. Good. We only had eight and two, and we might have had more possession, but they uh, they didn't they didn't miss their chances, did they? No. Well, they did. They did. They did. They had 17, but they, you know <laughs> they missed them. But what what they had taken, they had a good chance of getting it in the back of the net. And the thing is, these competitions you always think use it to get some squad players some minutes and stuff like that. And sometimes it works, and you think, great. I will say, Will Vokes is getting a lot of stick already, and I don't think it's fair. He, he, trying to figure out where he's going to fit in the team, and I think you can take that for a lot of our t- players. I think it's unfair I- to give him stick for the Pete's Cup game, because I think if you if you put Volks in, the, uh, in most of the... You know, you put him in our stronger squad... Mm he more than fits in. You know, he's yeah. not obviously, he's not obviously lived up to the levels you think he'd live up to immediately, but I think you, you bring him in, you bring him in our starting 11 with the stronger players around him, then he's much more of an efficient, 
efficient and effective player. So yeah, I think it's a definitely. little bit unfair that. Um, yeah, so I've I've been a long kind of for a long time. I've said that the Pizza Cup's a momentum game. It's a momentum killer, or it can mm. really help with momentum. For us, it's been a momentum killer. Yes. It always seems to be that thing that kind of we have a dip with the pizza cup because you're not bouncing back from it. And I was worried about that because I was really confident after Forest Green going into Barnsley. If we'd have just gone into Barnsley, I think I'd have felt a bit more comfortable. Definitely. But because we had that blip in the week, it's like, oh, the the mentality of us being the side now is yeah. is questioned. And then you get Barnsley and Jake, as tradition dictates, talk us through this one. Uh, Barnsley had a game plan. They stuck to it. And again, if teams get in our faces, we do not know what to do. If teams go for it and get in our faces, we struggle. We really struggle. If they're pressing high on our back line, we get a bit nervous. Dockdale playing it out from his feet, again, does not work. Especially when you can see how nervous they are. You had a back line of Palmer, Iorfa, Whitway and McGuinness. And you're thinking, right, that's enough there to be right. But it wasn't. They, they made silly mistakes. And the goal they got was a really good goal by Cole. A yeah. really good goal. It was like a wake up Wednesday, right? Okay, yes. come on, let's get back in this sort of thing. It was like the game's not gone by any means. We can kick back on here. But this is the problem with this situation. When they have this situation at times, and we've had it for a long time, we either have one really good game of football and one really bad game of football. We can't have mm. two halves that are consistently being good or bad. This, in this case, it was just two consistent halves of bad football. You go into the half-time thing, right, they're going to get that hairdryer in treatment from more at half-time, wake up, we start for the first five minutes, okay. First five minutes, we look okay. And I'll say, great, we look fine. But then he made some weird subs. He made some really weird subs, which I didn't get. And I'm, I'm, I, think, I think there's been a lot said on Twitter with this game. And I think you've got to remember, early doors, we've had the hood, we've got the whole thing, we've been doing well at home as well. Their second goal just killed it all. Any chance of getting back into it killed it. Right. Do you know what annoyed me even more? Forget the fact it's a swinging corner. Without looking at the document, do you know how many corners they had in the game? One. One. And they scored from it. And they scored from it. Yeah. One. That's all like it took. The, we had ten. One of the subs was, was McGinnis for James. So he's hopefully put James back as a centre-back kind of role, but we'll try I to just, do it. It's weird. I'm not going to start slagging off. I'm nowhere near that. No, right? no. very, very odd subs. And we do, we've got a squad now to really plan B this, but you've got to shift the formation about a little bit more yeah. and, and, and experiment that way rather than just trying to go throw, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. So like, it sort of, it felt a little bit when the subs came on, like we were sending players there out there without real game plan and seeing yeah. what they could do. And if you're going to do that, you need to put your creative players on, tell them they've got creative freedom and then tighten up a little bit in certain areas. That is not putting Reese James at centre-back. And I will say, as much as he was really good last season, jo Marvin Johnson does not look at the races yet. He's not there at all. He's no, and really every team is going down that side. Every yeah. single team every is Every single team it. know which way to go. And... The thing is, if you're going to bring in someone like an Alex Mighton on loan 
Play him as a winger. Ditch off this stupid like three at the back. Change it. Play wingers and see what happens because you get crosses into the ball. Now Smith is back. He eats headers for fun. That is part of his game. I don't want this stuff that we've had in the past where Jordan Rose, we won't get the ball in kind of thing. We'll play it to feet. There's ways to do it. Barry Bannon was way too deep. But hey. fair... Fair play to Michael Owickway at the end, coming out and saying, you cannot blame the gaffer on this. We didn't do our jobs. No. It's, it's true. They, they didn't do their jobs, and they should have played a lot better. But also, I think from this perspective, you've got to see if a team's if a team nullifies... We've got an excellent midfield, but if a team yeah. nullifies it, we don't really play it around them. We just rely on our quality to see through them. And sometimes when you're trying to get back into a game, you've got to change it up. You've got to go for yeah. the long balls. You've got to stop passing it out from the back and trying to play it through the midfield. You've got to realize that you've got amazing wingers on Lee the bench. Lee Gregory had some great chances. He yeah, had some Lee, really Lee, good chances too, but he's not, he's not there yet. Lee Gregory had a stinker. Yeah. Right? They happen. That yeah. was Lee Gregory's. It was, it was not a good game for Lee Gregory. We had 58% possession. We had 11 shots to their 14, three to their five on target, 10 corners to their one, which they scored. It's, it was a close sort of game where Wednesday didn't get going at all. No, and didn't get a second gear at all. Barely but I wasn't, I wasn't melting down after it. I know a lot no. of the fan base was. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling that way it about happens. it. I was just like, oh, this is just the flat performance you can see from Wednesday. But it is part of it is sort of like, we are so good. What are you doing? You look at the players yeah. and you go... What are you doing? You because on another day, right? Gregory has his shooting boots on, and that game is very different. I mean, I had three chances, so he could have had a hat trick. Mighton looked good when he did play, come on uh, when he played. Even it's this thing: there are players that are there who can change games if we get them in the right thing. Barry Bannon was way too deep, though. They were playing him as that kind of quarterback role, looking for the Hollywood pass, which great. That works if you've got people running out. I think one of the issues we've got up top at the minute is that Gregory, and if you play it with Gregory and Windass, they're not close enough to each other to window flicks. They're both trying to do similar things. So if you change that around, that better. I think you put someone with a Gregory and maybe a Michael Smith, it might be a bit different because Gregory can do that hold-up play and then flick it to Smith or vice versa. They can change that role, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I still think the, the best way to do it is if you need to change it up, play with the wingers and put Wilkes and Windass either side or Wilkes and Mighton or even Windass and Mighton. You've got options for Christ's yeah. sake that can come in from the... You can put Windass back in that sort of shadow striker role and stick either Smith or Gregory, depending on which one fits the mould a little yeah. bit more for that game and stick them in the middle. And you just... If it's not working, you switch to that and you just start whacking long balls to the wingers, get them to do a little bit of trickery and go for the box. You yeah, know. the the only player who really came out of that with a bit of stuff was Backinson for me. Backinson had a good game. There was one moment where he just dilly dallied on the ball a little bit close to our box. Yeah. But the one thing I do want to talk about is how many times David Stockdale in that second half nearly gave them gold by just passing it out so lazily and mm. not just thinking. He just what he is it with that man? Like he's he's a good keeper, but he does yeah. think sometimes, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know if it's a case of like. I thought as a team it we were slow. We didn't get into it, like I said. But there's obviously a set. There's obviously a set of players at the back. He's already got that bomb with, and he trots. Yeah, and I think when we keep changing it, it's not good. 
but we're changing it because we're having to deal you with can't, you, it's like you can't blame him though for, for naming a, a side that beat Forest Green no. 5 no, an unchanged side that's the, the thing, thing is, everybody was praising him at kickoff and rightly so what, what have we said so many people have gone oh he tinkered too much he tinkered too much he's gone right I'll not tinker there's your team I'll, there's your team it's the same as what it was at Forest Green go for it and again this is where Michael Owitway comment going, it's on us. We didn't do our game plan. As soon as we crossed that line, the manager can't play for us. It's got to be on us. The only difference is Darren Moore can change it if he doesn't see it looking right. The only difference is, and this has been the only criticism from me, and a lot of people I know who have done it, he sometimes doesn't have another backup plan. But he got the players to do that backup plan now. Yeah, so he's, he he's going to run down. out of excuses really quickly if he can't change a game. Because yeah. I was saying last season, where's this plan B? I started getting in his case a little bit when it was the, there didn't seem to be a plan B there. He has now got every option under the sun and the players to have that plan B. He needs to find it and it needs to start working and turning games around. You know, if it's not working, sort it out, change yeah. it, fix it. I think with the Stockdale thing, though, he's quite an old experienced keeper. He's just come from Wickham. He he's did do his time-wasting enti- thing, I'm not going to lie. He did have he's, a period he's, like- he's not spent his entire career playing out from the back and doing passes like that. No. You know, that's not what the game was when Stockdale started. So, no. he just... He can do it. He just he needs to stop giving me palpitations every time he does. Right. So, after the game, Moore was talking to, to the Wednesday media. This is from the Wednesday website. Quote, we weren't... Um, he was speaking to obviously swfc.co.uk and he says, end quote, we weren't just there when we need we weren't where we needed to be today. It happens in football. You can't put your finger on it, but the way you recover is to get back on the training ground and work. That's what we will do. We will analyze the game. We will talk it through with the players and we will move on. I think we today we had six or seven players, not themselves. And sometimes when you have one or two, you can carry that, but not six or seven. But I don't want to take anything away here from Barnsley and Michael Duff. They've come here, played well and taken three points. They made it very difficult with five centre-backs and we couldn't find a way through. With the five centre-backs and we couldn't find a way through. (laughs) Fair enough, Darren. Uh, We had one or two chances at 1-0, but we didn't take them. We will draw a line underneath it. We have a week of work on the training ground before we make the long journey to Plymouth where we must react to what was a bad day at the office this afternoon. I know a lot of people... At the end of this interview, was saying it's generic, but he was pinning it more more on the players here. He usually yeah. doesn't say that, and he talks about the team, but he literally said the players just and weren't playing. And if you playing. go to the article that started, uh, Darren Moore said it was heated discussions, and my nan used to say heated discussions is a nice way of saying arguments, where yeah. they just had it out and stuff. And the thing is, I'd rather them do that because that showed me they give they care, they they give a damn. Like yeah. that shows that thing is with this. The only thing that is showing me is that we still can't battle a team with a low block who are set out to defend. That needs to change. You have the players who can change this now. Maybe this week, this is where I think a week of us not having any games is ideal because we can sit down, analyze everything, change things if need be and go for it. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to, We've got a run of games coming up that we need to be firing fit for. So, um, I, do I we know what's happening up. with the League One break with the World Cup? What's we don't happening? get one. Do we, we not get, get one? No, it's just That's... Championship and Premier League for the World Cup. Yep. 
Leave one, leave two, and national teams. Are I know we fun. don't usually get international breaks, but you'd have thought there'd be considerations for the World Cup because nope. there's so many players that play in the lower leagues for the other nations. Nope, we uh, have to keep going. Speaking of the World Cup, did you see what Corbin has been doing? <laughs> Going to get back I in know. that Canada side. He is. He's it always been had... very, it... very good. There was always potential there. Oh god, yeah. Know? But like, he's he's doing well for Blackpool at the minute, isn't he? It was getting him to the right club that fit, and he fits there. He's the... Yeah. But he's the main man. That's the thing. I think he's one of those ones. If he's the main man, he works. Yeah. He's he's. He's quite professional, though. He did always speak. Yeah, he is. I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing knowing what you want as long as you're professional and respectful. And I think it was always it was always pretty decent like that, even yeah. though, yeah. But he, he didn't really fit with what we were doing here long term. I don't think. I'd have him back now, that, though. But we, we play him at wing back again. Yeah, I but, I kind of really want to stop playing wing backs, personally. I just don't think the experiment's now working. I've never understood them. Well, I understand them, but I've never understood why you'd want to play them because I understand you that the the you know the they go forward and then they can link the play and the centre back can come over and cover. The but only I one don't who know. can play is Palmer. Yeah, Naki got the legs. Palmer's our best defender. They've been our best player. Yeah, Palmer season. is. He's, he, Palmer's ridiculous. Like he's. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because we can only say he can play fullback, and then he can he can really play in that. Yeah. In in he can play as wing back, and he can do it. It's because he got moved around. He was he used to yeah. be a midfielder. Yeah, back at, when he first started, he was a midfielder. I remember when he went on loan to Tranmere and had a great time. The thing the thing is with the whole situation with Palmer is that he he knows what his position is. He's very good at what he does. And the thing is. Palmer's now set something to whoever gets in charge. Right, lads, you're all doing 10K a day. Plus training, I want you to be the fittest players out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, running for, he's running for days as well, so mm. keep, the, keep the motivation in the squad. Right, moving on to the League One review. So Bolton beat Charlton 3-1. Bristol Rovers and Morecambe ended in a 2 all draw. Exeter City beating MK Dons. MK Dons are in trouble. These results are there for anyway. Yeah. They lost um, the best centre back and they lost, lost the best creative midfield with most goals. So yeah, I, I, my gut was telling me to put them lower down in the predictions, but I could just—I didn't do it. But I felt like, yeah, mm, I should have done it. Shro- uh, Shrewsbury beat Forest Green two 0 at Forest Green. We obviously lost to Barnsley two 0 Oxford United beat Burton two one. Wickham Fleetwood ended News in on a one all draw. One. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has quit. Today. He's he's walked, has he? Yes. Interesting. They weren't doing very well though, were they? Um the bottom. It's like I'm wondering if Brendan Rogers is gonna get sacked. You'd think though, good. if they can't buy players, you can't sack him. No. He, he's not being backed. And they the shouldn't be bottom. But... The only reason they haven't bought players is because they just built a mega training facility. We'll finish that after the League One review. I'll finish it because I want to talk about that, actually. Um, not the training facility, but the summit in the Prem. So, Plymouth, we're playing next. Beat Derby County at Derby's home. 3-2, sort of last-minute job. Absolute scenes, that, apparently. Um, so, yeah, big one uh, there. Someone, someone who I know, he fractured his ankle <laughs> that game. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Well, I don't. Get better soon. Portsmouth uh, <laughs> beat Peterborough 2-1. Cambridge beat Lincoln 2-0. 
Port Vale and Cheltenham ended 2-all and Accrington Stanley lost at home at Ipswich Town who put two past them. Yeah, so an interesting week in League One. So, yeah, what we were talking there about the uh, the Prem thing. Look at Brighton this season. Also good, don't they? Yeah. It I shows like... you don't have to buy to do it. You can actually buy smartly and cheaply and have a team. They're linking it up. They're doing well. Um, the Prem's inter- the, the Prem's interesting this season. Liverpool mm. are in the mud. They're going to be fighting for top four. Haaland's a different animal. Chelsea are all over the place. Yeah. I think Tuchel is going to have gone by now Tot- under Abramovich. Tottenham, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Tottenham are the team to look out for because they're just chipping away. Yeah. Arsenal are questionable because they had that start, but their first mm. bigger team they came up against. And United destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. And Man United aren't a particularly good side. They don't inspire me with their football, you know. So No, but it, it's effective, though. That's where it might work. Yeah, and they're bringing the right players in by the looks of it. And the the whole the whole thing with that whole uh, thing this weekend, with just, VAR works in every other league that got it at set in England. I just don't understand how you can look at that offside of Coutinho and actually call it offside. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And it was meant to make it quicker. And every VAR, VAR decision has been like five minutes. Five minutes. It's like, what's the point? It's Wrap ridiculous. It. It's ridiculous. Um, so this is from the star. So this is interesting because it's about players that were, that were missing out. So that the article reads as follows. Why uh, Dele Bashiru and two others were left out of the Sheffield Wednesday squad for the Derby defeat? It's not. Not a derby. It's, it's not a derby. Fasayo is fine. He only trained on Thursday and Friday, so he only had two days to come back from a hamstring strain. It's too risky for that. He'll have another full week to come back and up his volume, and hopefully he'll be ready to play a part next week. Another pair to miss out with Jack Hunt and Dennis Adoniran. This was a quote from Moore. We gave Jack a physical this morning because he's still just feeling the after effects of that chest infection. Again, he'll be better for that workout he's had in the session this morning, and he's fine. It's been a knee, knee injury with Adeniran, and we're just Again. waiting on a second opinion before we start the process with him. Hopefully, it won't be too long, but we're not too clear yet with him. I was hoping to hear more yesterday, but I think we'll hear more over the next couple of days with him, end quote. Oh, for God's sake, Dennis. Yep. The thing is... Those are the two players we missed in that Barnsley game who could be big units and break it up yep. when they were... That, that's the thing that showed me, that when we got the two big young lads who can break the play up, it's perfect. You put Barry Bannon there, Backinson can do it, but he needs someone else at the side of him. Well, there was times in that game where you needed to be a bit more physical and Barry needed to get further forward he was having to drop deeper and yeah. i was like this isn't the game where barry drops deep this is the game where barry goes and you have the the big unit midfielders come in and do the work and let and let you know the focus go off him a little bit more it needed to be a bit higher up at times in that barnsley game yeah but it happens it, unfortunately it's one of those games where you could have probably brought on uh vokes for say backinson put Put vote where Backinson is, and then put Barry Bannon further forward. Mm. 
Yeah. But the thing is, he's not. He's the, not. He's not starting. You see, the thing is, we need to see what he does in in regards to Wilkes and Martin and that because at the minute, it's like, is he going to start them? Where does he yeah. see Wilkes? Where do you think he sees Wilkes on the pitch? I think he sees Wilkes as a centre forward. Mm. The thing is, he can do either or. That's the thing. But if you're doing that, you've got what? Windass, not a forward. Smith, forward. Gregory, forward. Patterson, not a forward. Wilkes, played most of his career as a winger stroke forward, but not a proper forward. If you're looking at outright centre forward striker, we got two. That's it. Yeah, but we you got we I mean? got enough we've got enough attacking players. But oh no, we got, we yeah. we got enough. We got enough. It's just that whole thing. If you're wanting that kind of thing, I think we just Wilkes, need to get out of this league, man. Yep, yeah, I think Wilkes will do do well. It, I'd like to see a game actually where it's Wilkes and Windaf playing together, just to see what the partnership. The thing is, until we've had a couple of games, we're not going to know what the relationships or the partnerships are going to work. And yeah. that, that is the kind of issue with uh, doing that because last season we had Berahino come in who looked decent. Time. I forgot to put that in the document. Berahino gone to Cyprus. Lovely. I just remembered. <laughs> right. Here's the thing for me. You've got a week. Not you. The team have got a week. <laughs> Darren, get them on yeah. the training, training ground. You can run these different teams. You can see how they work. You've got your new players. You've got a full week to work with them. It's so crucial how we bounce back this week because there's been no midweek pizza cup to think about. I am concerned if we lose at the weekend. Yeah. And it's a bogey team for us, so anything could happen, but we need to regroup and have an idea of what we're going to do going forward. This is our only week where we got to do it for like the next two weeks. Then after yep. that, we got game, game, game. So you're not going to see it. There might be a potential dexterity watching there somewhere. I've not looked at the fixtures yet. Morecambe for the next midday game, uh, midweek right. game even, sorry. And yeah, Morecambe are will... interesting because they've, they've been put up for sale. Interesting. I was going to say, should we buy him? <laughs> what with? Just, just vibes. Um, okay. Big one on the Wednesday news front. Grimsby Town confirmed the return of Sheffield Wednesday midfielder Alex Hunt on a permanent deal. This is from the Grimsby Telegraph. Quote, Grimsby Town have confirmed the signing of Alex Hunt on a three-year deal for an undisclosed free from Sheffield Wednesday, which sees the 22-year-old return to Blundell Park after a successful loan spell in the first half of last season. Talk of Hunt's potential move picked up momentum after Darren Moore revealed that the Mariners had expressed an interest in the midfielder, which forced Paul Hurst to reaffirm the club's stance on the midfielder, in which he said that Hunt wanted the move to go through. It was initially believed that Wednesday were open to a loan, but the two clubs had managed to agree on a permanent transfer. Hunt told gtfc.co.uk upon signing... Quote, I'm absolutely over the moon. It's been in the pipeline for a long time and it has been stressful getting it over the line in the end. I can't wait to put that shirt on again and get going. The club getting promotion was unbelievable, really. I love my time here and obviously it was the main attraction in coming back. I met some really good people and I have kept in touch with a lot of the lads. I went to the Knox County game and to show the spirit and fight that the lads did through the playoffs and the whole season sums up this squad as a whole, really. Keeping the squad together is a testament to the coaching staff and the owners 
of what they're building here as well, a club that is going in the right direction. And I'm sure that the fans and people around the place can see and feel that as well. I can't wait for Saturday. Hopefully I can get out on the pitch again and show the fans what I am about for the second time round. I am sure that we will have a great following as always. So Alex Hunt did leave a Wednesday message. Obviously a lad who's come up through with Wednesday. So this is a this is a, a bittersweet one in that regard. I will just get you the post that he posted. So he says on his Instagram, thank you everyone. Sheffield Wednesday official for the last 15 years fulfilling my boyhood dream of playing at Hillsborough. But now it's time for the next step in my career, wishing you nothing but success for the future. And then you have players like Adonir and Brennan, Palmer, Baza, all of them wishing him well on his next ventures. So Alex Hunt, obviously somebody we spoke about early days of the podcast yeah. about potential and he could potentially go in and fit in for Barry Bannon. We've we've on most recently after looking at our wealth in midfield, really thinking we've possibly got better prospects in midfield in the future. But we did say Hunt could have a role if he has a good, another good loan spell. We have actually said in recent weeks that maybe it's actually not a loan spell and time to move him on, and that is what's happened. So, what is your thought process on Alex Hunt leaving Sheffield Wednesday, Jake? I think it's the right call for the player. He's a period in. His- life as a footballer you need to be playing week in week out now i i personally want this deal to have some sort of either buyback in it or at least a sell-on fee or even both so we get the option to buy him back if he does turn into that player at least then we can bring him back if need be because there is a very good player there but the problem is every time alex Hunt's been mentioned especially when it's a new manager it's always been Oh, he's a good player. He just needs game time. He's a good player. He just needs game time. And there've been times where you could sh- quite easily put him in our team and be like, right, you can sit there next to Barry Bannon and do well. Some of the messages that he got from, like, say, Barry Bannon, it, Windass, it's been like, your time to shine now. Uh, go, go, show the w- world what a good footballer you are. It's that whole thing. You can tell that the players knew the they kind of wanted him to be in that team and play because they know what's there. The nice thing is that going down to League Two, he'll be able to experience it a little bit better. It'll give him plenty of, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, athleticism, technical, gifted player. He'll do well there. It's just annoying that it's not in a Wednesday shirt, but for him, I think it's the right move. I think it's smart by Wednesday again. Another one of these things, let's not keep carrying players till we lose them on a free because it could have been a situation like that. We've made some profit on him. So, Fair play to him, good luck to him, and he's always going to be welcome back at Wednesday, whatever the weather. Yeah, I can't I can't really add too much more to that in, in, in the fact that it's just... The thing is, when we dropped to League One, if he was going to develop and actually have a career with Wednesday, because Wednesday are only looking up, doesn't, you know, he needed yeah. to be able to come in and play. And he needed when we to... originally got down, he should have been the first name on the team sheet to go, right, you play. Yeah, and the fact that he wasn't, and when he comes back from alone and he's still not that guy, it's the one where you come around and go, oh, is this actually going to happen then? Yeah. You know, and that's that's sadly the uh, the thought the thought process behind it really for me there. If if he wasn't good enough at the time for the manager, he he's not our youngest midfielder. He's 22, isn't he? So he's, he's in between yeah. Adoniran and Fizz. So... If it, if it was going to be good, you wouldn't have brought Ananiran in that season. You would have dropped him in. 
When Darren brought, I think they're different Adonera. styles of midfielder, though. Hmm, that's true. That's true. It's just. I th- I do but, think a problem for Alex Hunt is his physicality. You don't in in the English leagues. You need a little bit more physicality in midfield, unless you are so technical. You're like a Coutinho. Yeah. You know, you can just dance around players. Alex Hunt might get that technical level to his game, you know, and just start dancing around players, which would be fun. And Barry Banner's not Barry Banner's not that physical, but he's got the yeah, technique. Yeah, but he, he got the technique, but he's also fat, and he'll put himself around a bit. Yeah. And the thing is, it was interesting with that because apparently the other team was Bradford that was looking at him. And he played right. in that Bradford game and they move on to a different target. So interesting. The nice thing about Yeah, but window, also I think I think he probably want, he wanted a good agreement. Oh, yeah. so. And the nice thing, we had the whole thing on transfer deadline day going, Oh, we're gonna lose any play. Didn't lose any of the main players we thought we might do. So it was nice. Kept the quad no, together. Yeah. I didn't even I was I was I was uh, traveling for work on transfer deadline day, so I missed it I all, and then I was like, we've dream. lost now. Oh, I bet um, that was fun. Oh, yeah. Lots of things to talk about. Right, this is a, this article's from The Examiner. It says, and quote, Why Nottingham Forest's Alex Mighton snub championship interest to join Sheffield Wednesday? Mighton said, quote, there were other clubs in the championship interested in me, but when the opportunity came around to join this club, I was really invested in Sheffield Wednesday in the direction we're going in. I didn't really look past that. I'm, I'm here and I'm thankful today. I'm delighted to be here. It's such a big club and an opportunity for myself. I'm settling one and I'm excited. I had a feeling about this club. I feel confident it's an opportunity in a big club. I feel like it's the best stop for me and I'm happy to get started. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of this article. It's uh, it just it, I just wanted to mention this article because we we did have the I think we, we it's probably said the exact same thing we read last yeah. week, but we didn't mention the fact that the championship interest and the fact that he came in here is um, it's quite it's quite nice to see that he pick us over that we've we've there's yeah. obviously reasons for that, but he's picked us above the championship interest. Also, so. a little bit of clarification last week I said he was Dev Walker, he got godson. It turns out he's not. Uh, Alex Miller got it wrong. And I'll go on what Alex Miller said. He's just a very good family friend of Dev Walker. I see. Fair enough. Don't blame me for that. You took it from a source. So, Right. Liam Palmer is player of the month. This is from the Wednesday website. It says, and quote, the boyhood Wednesday night has begun the campaign in outstanding form and enjoyed the superb first month of 22-23 season. The 30-year-old makes six appearances in total, five in League One, and scored two goals in back-to-back games against Bolton and Forest Green Rovers. The trip to Bolton was Palmer's 350th appearance for the club. Virus supporters vote on our official website. Palmer came top of the pile with an impressive 80% share of the vote, end quote. Well done, it's Liam. That it's, in, it's interesting you got 80% share of the votes because the amount of time we've had to defend how good of a player he is. I'm just completely vindicated and validated in everything I've ever said about Liam Palmer. Yeah. Ever since this podcast started. Ever since my yeah. FIFA career modes back in the day when I was like, got to give a yeah, bit of support did. for Palmer. Yeah. You know? He'll be something for us. Even he'll be a very solid player for us. Even if he's not like a world beater, he'll be a solid player, and he's 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 our best player at the minute. This is the first player you put down on the team sheet. It's like I made a joke in the midweek. I was like, no, uh, no Palmer, no pizza party, and that's why we lost. And then obviously <laughs> yeah. the momentum carried, unfortunately, and uh, 
couldn't help us get the win on Saturday. But hopefully, he um he keeps up his top performances and can really put a shift. Hey, in if he can get another goal for us, yeah, be fantastic. Okay, speaking of him getting another goal, we are going into the weekend. It will be the next time Sheffield Wednesday have a fixture, and that is Plymouth. Right. So, Plymouth, the ones we played so many times last season, didn't really enjoy playing them because there was some tetchy games there with big score lines and not fun. But their record at the minute is they've got 15 points. They sit third in League One. Five wins, no draws, two losses. They have won three games at home. They have not drawn at home. They have not lost at home. Their away record is two wins, zero draws, and two losses. So nine of their points have been at home. They've scored 13 goals and conceded nine. So that's a positive four. The last match, obviously, they lost oh, to Derby County. Uh, they won against Derby County. It's because I read that backwards. <laughs> and now they come to Sheffield Wednesday trying... To it's basically another promotion rival, really, and it because Plymouth look to be a trying long, to get it long back. Long trip down to Plymouth to play these, so they're unbeaten at home, and we're playing them at Plymouth. Yep. You know that game when I said we need to rebuild and we need to make sure that we we're well, not rebuild but reassess and really go for it. We're playing yep. them tied that are unbeaten at home, and they have won every not just unbeaten, they have won every single game at home they've played this season, and we're going to their home. Yep, and somebody for who some of the podcast might remember, Danny Mayer got two assists for them this season. Oh yeah, the, uh, the I've not I've got I've not highlighted the the goal threat. So Azaz and Ryan Hardy, two yep. players with three goals for them. Then you've got Morgan Whitaker. Cosgrove as well looks yeah. very good. You've and got we Cosgrove were, as well. There was a couple of times we were after him at one point as well, and never really happened. But it's true. The big, I think the big one is now Jeffcott because he's just completely fallen off. He'd gone on loan to Swindon. Yeah, Jeffcott's uh, development, he needed a move, I think. He needed a move when his stock was hot to actually kick on and maybe see what he, he could do He seems like he was Ryan Lowe's guy and he's not Schumacher's. Yeah, I could see that. What do you think then, facing Plymouth? How do you feel like this one's going to go? I'd take a crappy 1-0 win and just get the hell out of there <laughs> and just... Long trip out, get the hell out of there, nick it. But we do need to get a result here just to not stop the rot, because that's the wrong word, but the more that we don't have a positive feeling after the next game, it's going to struggle. What's going to be interesting, what size he picked for this and what players he picked. For me, I say you start a Smith and maybe a Wilkes with Mighton, but play Mighton as a winger. Use them as wingers. Give Windath that. Change, just change it. Just for one game, humour us all and just drop the back three and change it. Because you never know, it might be what we need kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just have uh, yeah. use that attacking player we've got. What, what or just have a, have a plan B. Yeah. And that be the plan B, right? Or just, just, just get a result, man. I would, and we'll, I just get a I result doing what mind. you want and we'll show up. Yeah. But you've got to get the I result. Would, I wouldn't mind having just the uh, Michael Smith up top on his own. And you put I've someone said, like... I've said this. I've said this. You can do yeah. that. You just need the players around them to put the, put, put the, get the balls going in. Michael, yeah. Jake. Mike, Michael Smith at top and you put Wilt behind him as an attacking midfielder. 
I don't see that thing. one so much, but they'd be interested to see. I wouldn't put Wilkes behind him. Or would you put him with a shadow striker? I, I'd play, I'd play Wilkes and uh, Smith up top as a two. That's not bad, yeah. Different, very different type of forwards. You got, you, I think this could be the game you see Wilkes start, though. Yeah, I could, I, I could see that. Also, quickly before we, uh, we finish, Katadamari. He's... What's going on? Like, I, I thought he'd be in the Pizza Cup squad or something. There's so many young players, but he's just, he's not I think appearing. Kind of I think he's just cracking on with doing stuff with the, uh, I think he's under 18s. I think they're just slowly building him because he's on He's on a four-year deal. He's right. on a very long deal. So, so I they're think doing they just it properly. Wanna, yeah, I think they just want to bed him in carefully and not have it too quick. You could yeah. see it, though. You could see it. But also, do you really want to play a player who we think highly of that in a club competition that got Premier League clubs, and they could just go, he's pretty decent. How much? Yeah, there's that too. There is, but we don't have to sell him now. No. So there is, there is that side of it. But yeah, also it's a case of, he scored like 15 goals last season, didn't he? So yeah. it's, if he was scoring like 30, then I'd be like, okay, maybe we, maybe we need to Drop get him in. on the bench, you know? Um. But yeah, that's all I've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Jake, anything to add this week? Just do uh, housekeeping, leave reviews, leave all the usual stuff. It'll be great. It does help. Yes, please do that. Um, we will be doing our, I know we said we'd do it this week, but we actually realised that we sat down and we forgot to do it. We forgot to do the review. We literally sat down and gone, we've done a document and we've done the show and we just didn't do what we said we were going to do last week. So we, it's going to be probably a bit of a longer one, that one. So uh, yeah. Do be patient. We will do the uh, the window review and we'll do talk about all of that, but that will be with you soon and it will be a good episode, hopefully. But that is it for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Be well, um, have a lovely week, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.